The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50. Wait. 100% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 in free play. And if you deposit in crypto, you'll get even more. So head on over to MyBookie for the largest online casino and sports book and with Super Bowl around the corner you want to get it want to get in the DJ in action and you know like I said last week um face I I just need the money right now I'm I'm going to be shilling for this uh I I was in that hit and run uh I'm getting the car schedule I got the car schedule to get fixed in a couple weeks but it's going to set me back pretty good so uh everybody that uh that downloads uh or uh that the deposits at mybookie.ag screenshot it send it to me on Twitter or whatever and I'll uh, I'll do like a prize for uh, you know like some of my homemade roast beef or some shit. All right. Anyway, uh, th- thank you guys all for paying attention and caring though. Uh, it does mean a lot for everybody that reached out. All right. This week we have a fun episode. Uh, I got an old buddy on. Um, he's in Brooklyn right now, but I originally met him out in L.A. But neither of us are in L.A. anymore. So you know, this is how things work nowadays. Everybody, producer, entrepreneur, uh, restaurateur. And among other things, uh, Dan Riley. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good. How you doing, man? I'm fantastic, man. I I finally got uh, the like the the ins and outs of getting my car fixed. So I'm getting it fixed in like it's gonna get fixed in two weeks. But I couldn't afford because like, dude, the person hit and ran on me. And yeah, so what do you do? Well, and then, like the bump, it's just the back bumper, and then my it fucked up the sensor for my because I have a Rav Four. So, uh, like the back door of the like the mini SUV there wasn't opening because the sensors all fucked up from the bumper being thrown off. So, like I gotta, I'm getting that fixed, but they wanted to fucking have it in the shop for five days just for the estimate. And I'm like, dude, I can't pay out of pocket for a estimate five days. Like if you're if it's getting fixed, it's coming back fixed. That's one thing, but that's just the estimate, and it's gonna be a couple more weeks. Like they're basically saying it could be up to a month with waiting for parts and stuff. Are you willing to drive around with no bumper and just say fuck it? Well, no. Here, I've been driving around with a dinged up bumper, but I found a company where they don't even have a shop. They come, to, they only do body repair and shit, and they come to you and do it. But because everything out here in Vegas is a fucking HOA, it was almost impossible for me to find a driveway that would let me. But I remembered friend of what the is an HOA, a homeowners association. Oof. And so everything gets voted on and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I rent. I'm not a homeowner. But uh, yeah, it's a huge, huge pain in the ass, dude. Huge. So, but I found a friend. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say who it was, but it's a friend of the show. And I really appreciate them uh, uh, helping me out with this. So. so how does anybody ride like vespa scooters or mopeds out in vegas is that you know what i see a lot of actually is the mountain bikes with like that's like converted into like a moped yeah 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 the pedal assist is cool uh but yeah like i was driving a car around in brooklyn which is a fucking huge pain in the ass and like barely even viable as a lifestyle and i was like this is this sucks shit uh, I'm just gonna get something that's that you can park anywhere, don't need a license for, and goes as fast as a car does anyway. So I bought a Honda Metropolitan. Okay. Okay. You know what these things look like? Not really, but I'm, pre- uh, I'm, I'm pull, pro- pull up an image of one of them. It's like all right. Um, I'm pulling it up it's, right it's now. It's a Vespa style scooter. Okay. That Honda makes in Canada. 
in Europe, it's sold as the Scoopy. The Scoopy. That's literally what they call it, the Scoopy. Oh, my God. Like a, Dude, that sounds like, I'm sorry, but it sounds like, what is it, uh, Metropolitan? It sounds like you're going to get fucked in the ass if you ride that thing too much. So it's like this little, I don't even know why they still make them. They're very, they're, you have to enter a lottery to be able to buy a new oh, one. Oh, dude, this is pretty dope, like, dude. Dude, it's so What sick. color is it? Is yours? I got the cream one. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. That looks badass, dude. Dude, it dude, gets 40 miles an hour. It gets 105 miles a gallon. Fuck yeah. Dude, honestly, I, I, I've been kind of uh, living more of a, a European life lately where I, I, I went to the Italian market and I got some uh, fancy espresso and some, some Italian gabo. cookies. And so I, I, I've been sitting around like in the mornings, like on the weekends, just kind of sipping espresso. And if I had a little scooter like that to hop, like, hop on and go around to my favorite little coffee shop like right? that people would be like who's that guy yeah that's a they're like that's a man of mystery right there that's a fucking right. playboy <laughs> dude and it costs it costs 2500 brand new oh dude and it will run for 40 years oh man see i need i need to get in on that i don't know vegas dude the one thing about here is like i mean i realize this by when my hit and run of Dude, it is fucking dangerous here to drive just because there's so many fucking everybody's drunk drivers. Hammered. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's hammered. Everybody's hammered driving around all the time, yeah. And and not only that, it's like you have like people, like so many people coming from out of state to drive around hammered. And it's just like, and like where they they don't realize where how, some like the freeways can be kind of tricky around here. When, you know, some of these. No, you know. I've, I've driven in Vegas because we used to like go and party there all the time. We would go like every other weekend. We would drive out to Vegas and just fucking... Yeah, it, dude, whatever. it's like I, because like I, uh, I met my, my wife in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, well, I kind of want to get into some of that stuff. Uh, oh, dude, we have to talk about porno stuff. Yeah, that's what that's what actually I was gonna say is, dude, because <laughs> uh, uh, I have right here in my notes, dude, like first topic, AVN awards. I'm sure you got some good stories from that. I had Brian Street Team on a few months ago, and oh, he, nice. he and he had some good stories from the AVN awards and stuff. But. Dude, yeah. Did I ever tell you about the whole weekend that I spent with Doug Benson? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do people know that you were in porno movies? Uh, You know, when I tell people that, they fucking, like, don't believe me at first. And then when I explain it, they're like, oh, my God, you're you're not lying. I'm like, yeah, no, like. It's it's not like I'm fucking or anything. I'm a non-sex actor. You know, I'm an actor. Do people know that you played the Albert Brooks character in our in lovingly recreated see taxi, taxi driver triple x that was actually the first that was right there next to avian awards i feel like i got snubbed for a, an avian award but I, I realize how it works for that where it's like people that are on All the scene that it's, it's very very <laughs> political you had one line. I think i had a no, couple lines no I, you had like a page of dialogue I think. yeah 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 do you remember what do you remember that whole day yeah, yeah, no, because I was like a, that whole day is the funny story, dude. Well, because like we, I remember the day before, because like I was staying in Orange County at the time, so I, I came up, up the day that we were shooting. Yeah, it was. We had a break in between where we had a company move to a new location where we were shooting your parts. I remember we shot in downtown, like the place where I shot in downtown with you guys a few times. I think that's where oh, we met up originally. I think that was a different movie, probably at Johnny's place. Well, I remember. Or, oh, I that studio that Joanna used to shoot at. Yeah, yeah. It was something like, dude. But I remember because it had that courtyard where you, dude, this is, 
where I smoked a fucking joint with uh, Ev- I was smoking weed with Evan Stone and Tom Byron, which was I was like, dude, yeah. this is badass. Hanging out with like Tom two Byron, legends, yeah. dude. Yeah, two like not just one, like one of those is like, oh yeah, that's that'd be cool, but two porno oh, legends at the same time. At the same time, and they're just kind of one up with each other with war stories, and I'm just sitting there getting high with them, going like, this is fucking amazing. Like, because I I realize I like hanging out with the older porno dudes better than like most of the younger like hot chicks, you know, because they have the hilarious stories. They're cool, like. The, they under, they're, they're, you're not competition. You're not anything. You know, it's it's fun, dude. Oh no! And Tom, like Tom, is like one of the most humble. He was like a lifer, but you know, he's like completely out of the game right now. Yeah, he like drives and Uber and stuff, right? <laughs> he he was doing that in L.A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when the bottom <laughs> fell out of the industry, but he could still perform like in his fifties. Like he's one of those guys that just has it, and yeah. like he, I swear to God. He's one of the only guys that like would not use Viagra. Really? He Even just in his fifties. He was just fucking plowing. Just fucking. All right. Full mass. I'm ready to go. No. Yeah. Cause I remember it was, wasn't me and Cornell were supposed to be the cops in the final scene. Right. And then Cornell couldn't make it. And so uh, then I got recast for the next day in the Albert Brooks part. Yeah. I re- Well, the, yeah, the, um, the big violence scene at the end, I remember we shot that like weeks later because we like, I yeah, think we didn't have time or didn't have money in the budget, but yeah, that day that we were shooting at that that one studio, it was like we were doing a little bit of office dialogue, and then it was like a sex day where we. Do you remember we pulled a rented vintage taxi cab? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cars. And I like, and I fucking uh, took it, dude. I took a nap, like out, like yeah. in the because the... we were shooting until like six, seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was done by like eleven you, midnight yeah, or whatever. You were, yeah, you were done, like. And so I was just drinking beers, just fucking like. Yeah, do and you remember when I picked you up though? I picked you up, uh, like in Silver Lake, and I was like, "Holy shit, you had like, like a hobo tan. <laughs> you looked like you had been outside a lot, and you were drinking a forty in a paper bag." And I was like, "Okay, Scott is in." full fucking bowser mode you were like you're in full bowser mode yeah man i mean i only get so many hours i would only get so many hours away from you know from uh into the city can i can i like say can i say like like revealing stuff that might be like a little bit too much i mean yeah sure i mean because okay so you were i'm pretty i'm a pretty open book on you you were like at that time you were drinking a lot you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, Scott's hammered. Oh, like, this was the time. Yeah, because this is when you're like, hey, don't you want to slow down? It's like, I did a bit about this where I was like, you know, it's bad when a guy who's like part of his job is to provide coke on porn sets to fucking to tell him you might want to slow down with your drinking. You might want to fucking ease up a little, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, you were like perfectly fine to get the work done. But then you were like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. So we did the whole rest of the work day, which was like 10 hours of work. No, yeah. And, and I take a nap on a. On a on a porno set bed, by the way, which <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that, it, it. It is what it is. It was better than the cement, but the thing is, is uh, I, I woke up, yeah, and like the, yeah, you the woke up the couple yeah. that had just boned came in, and like the dude's dick. Like I woke up and like as my eyes were opening, this dude's dong's hanging like I don't know, like two feet away from my head. And then the chicks, <laughs> the chicks wiping up her cooch, and I was like, "Oh, they, they must be done. Okay, must be time to go uh, get get on the way." Like, it was. I, I still remember who it was. It was Bill Bailey, 
was the dude, and uh, Misty Stone was the girl. Okay, wow. They were banging in the back of the taxi. In the taxi scene, yeah. Right. And so I woke you up because we were done, cleaned up, ready to go home. I was giving you a ride home and Bill a ride home. Yeah, yeah. Bill was cool as hell, dude. Like, Do you know, he's actually, uh, he passed. Really? Yeah, dude. He was, um, it was some, uh, some event. I think it was like some porno event in Mexico where a bunch of people went down there. And they were partying at a hotel or a rented house or something, and he was on a balcony, and he fucking fell off a balcony to his death. Oh, no. That's, a, that's what happened to Trevor Moore from Whitest Kids. Is that what happened to him? Yeah, he fell off. The, he was drunk and fell off his fucking balcony, dude. Shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, Trevor was cool, man. He was like... And it was like one of those things where he landed... It was just like... I think he landed on his head just, just right. To, to like it was like had he landed any other way he would have been fine you know or or banged up but i mean he would have he would have lived i mean yeah. yeah bill i think he fell from like a height that it was like splat like oh dude that's gnarly yeah. dude he was he was a really good dude r.i.p bill yeah he was a cool because I, I remember you guys like i think booked him like last second for that too he's like yeah, yeah i'm ready i got you know i should yeah he was like in all of our movies he was the aquaman in our dc movies Oh, dude, that's that's good casting right and, there. And Rob Black always used to rag on him. I think uh, he probably started out doing gay movies, so Rob would always like the director. Rob Black would always like <laughs> he would just like tease him for having been in gay movies or whatever. And uh, he, he called him uh, Fanuqua Man. <laughs> Fanuqua Man, <laughs> that's good. I mean, it's... he was the guy who would always send everybody in his contacts list like a like happy thanksgiving merry christmas like you would always get a text from bill bailey no it's oh dude yeah that's that's a shame man he's uh, such a good dude yeah um but yeah, yeah also what i was going to talk about from that night was you were so <laughs> you woke up and you hadn't had a drink in like eight hours and do you remember you were <laughs> like driving the whole well ride i do that pretty much you know what I've learned though? I pretty much I pretty much do that every morning, no matter what. If I wake up before a certain hour or whatever, I like mm. like if I'm up like certain early, I just get bad acid, and it's like, but and so it's like you got that agita. Yeah, I I mean, so it's like I I haven't been drinking much. I haven't had a drink in a few weeks now actually, but uh, really, um, yeah, dude, it's like it's one of those things where I mean, I live in Vegas, dude. It's everywhere, so it's one of those things like uh. I would be more likely to uh, do a bunch of mushrooms because it's harder to find here huh. than the one because it's like I can go get drunk and drink. They, they just give it to me for free, pretty much half the places I go to. Like, New York has been on a big mushroom kick for a couple of years. The drugs that everybody does right now are ketamine, cocaine, mushrooms. Ketamine, that's one I've never done. Um, never. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I, dude, I haven't done drugs in a while. I, I did. Say there's two kinds of there's two kinds of girls that are moving into the Bushwick neighborhood right now. There's horse girls and horse <laughs> tranquilizer girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people just do ketamine. What, what's what's the closest uh, golf course to Brooklyn? Uh, probably the Trump one in Queens. Really? Oh fuck. Yeah. See, because like yeah. I'm planning all my upcoming vacations around golfing. Like I got a golf club membership out here now, and so. Mm. I mean, there's got to be, I, I'm sure there's tons of great golfing on Long Island. That's what I thought, you know, I do. Cause well, I mean, Beth Page Black, that's like a legendary course out there. So that, that's the one I really want to go out there and do, but it's like, but yeah, golf is, golf is a sport for 
like places with lots of uh open space yeah there's courses yeah. everywhere out here <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i'm kind of fascinated with like the vegas lifestyle now that i know people that like lived in la and are moving to vegas and settling there I mean, it's so much fucking cheaper, except for car insurance. That's that's the one that that's the cost that's way more expensive because of, like I said, all these people driving around hammered. Also, a lot of car thefts here because mm. desperate Man, people to start fucking, you know, stealing shit. You know, it gets yeah. degenerate it, gamblers. Yeah, or degenerate meth heads. I mean, meth that, and gambling are—they kind of go together, yeah. Really desperate people clamoring for fucking money. And when you get that meth head that loves the slots, well, they'll go and steal anything. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's yeah, the I'm most not... depressing thing about it to me is realizing a lot of the, these people that steal, like, like just like, like, I know where to park at most of the casinos I go to, and most, and most of them are pretty, pretty nice places and stuff. But like all the local spots I go to, because I. I don't really like the strip and all that. I, it wasn't on Fremont Street. What was it last week? That was a fucking disaster and a half. Like, I, I did go and play poker at Binion's once because I was like, I have to go and play poker at Binion's. Yeah. So I can say that I did. But that was like in the days when we would go, we would go to Vegas, like with just like two cars. It would be me and like a fleet of hookers and like just <laughs> ounces of coke and we would just like just tear the town up and i was like i had been i was burnt out and i was like what do i do i need to go to binion so i went to binion's like crashing i was like bumping coke at the fucking poker table <laughs> oh yeah that's a power move right there dude you know if you're tipping right no one will say shit dude you know what's funny about that is uh when Tiger King came out a couple of years ago, now that we're two years into pandemic, we can go back on the early classics from it. And, uh, uh, dude, when Tiger King first came out, me and my brother were talking about it, and he, he was always saying, like, I used to think that the thing to get all the chicks out there was to fucking take a big bag of blow or whatever, but turns out it was the guys taking Tiger Cubs that were really dude, pulling. The, the Tiger guys, they're pulling all the pussy. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're, like, they're just, <laughs> <laughs> just claws out claws out for the fucking tiger boy dude Apparently, uh, these women see tigers and they're just like so, it makes them wet so how like so you would go to the avns though every year while uh, during those times right yeah i would always get nominated um no i never won one of those fucking things though. really okay i got i'm gonna pick because you you like this tweet i did a while back and you sh uh shared it i believe saying you can help make this happen but here's here's the winner that we're gonna we'll team up on, and this is gonna get you the your your first fucking AVN, dude. Many taints of Newark. Ooh. We're gonna shoot it on location in a strip club and a deli in Jersey. <laughs> Let's do it. And then uh, we can stay at my parents' house, dude. Okay, this is perfect. Uh, we'll find some, <laughs> dude. We'll find some fat Italian guys for it, dude. Which, well, I mean, you know, there was uh, one of the first like popular money-making um parody porno movies was the sopornos dude i remember that. you know which one i watched in high school that i loved was boneheads was like coneheads that was the thing they did a, a conehead i one. didn't even know about that yeah boneheads and dude it, it was one of the funniest scenes where i was like do you want to free I mean, i'll never forget this it was like it's time to free lop 
And you're like, I think I know what free lopping is. And that's absolutely putting a cone head inside a pussy. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have somebody actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have these like prosthetic Damn. fucking cone heads on, fucking nudging it up or twat. Yeah, like. Man, you know, the thing that was like such a missed opportunity in my era when we were doing all those those parody movies was like we couldn't go far enough. <laughs> like there were almost more rigid rules for what we could do than there was for like actual like mainstream movies. Yeah, like not another teen movie could fucking like skewer stuff. <laughs> but it was like Like there was no, I don't know. We couldn't do, like Rob Black. You were on a Rob Black set. That yeah. was the Taxi Driver movie. Yeah. He was a guy who, like, he went to jail for the same charge that like Larry Flint beat in the seventies. You know, Rob Black went to jail on an obscenity case. That's insane, dude. Yeah, in like, it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It was like Bush era. <laughs> And he was making movies that were like, that like looked like, um, looked like real rape, but wasn't, he would do stuff where he would like play with religious imagery and like just stuff that he knew was. I mean, the taxi driver triple X, it looks fantastic. It's, it's probably the best movie I ever made. (laughs) I'm I'm glad I got to have a part in it, but it's like it, I haven't seen the whole thing either. I've just seen the trailer. But just the trailer, like it looks yeah, like you've taxi. Never seen the whole movie? No, it, no I haven't. And like the end scene, like the end scene, we shot it like shot for shot, stairwell, blood spraying, like the whole. And uh, who, who, hey, who played? Who did you guys get to play the? I forget who you guys get to play the Scorsese part in the back seat, or oh, like the, um, the. It was this guy who was like, she's, uh, she's gonna show her pussy. Yeah, you were there the day that we shot that thing. It was this guy. What the fuck was his name? He was a dickhead, but he was like a he was a salesperson for like the office that we were working out of, which was exquisite (laughs) pictures. He was their main sales guy, and he was just like he was one of those guys that just had that kind of presence, you know. I mean, he he was super scummy, and like I mean, it's a super scummy, and he's one of those guys who's like. Yeah, I'm a Jew, but I ride a motorcycle and I'm like involved in maybe organized crime, maybe not. <laughs> I'm I might know some friends of of the associates of our friends if you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, there might be a thing, but yeah, he was like he would ride around on like a giant Honda with a stereo system, like <laughs> he was big shit. He was uh yeah, he was a douchebag. Dude, um, no, dude, that's what's always funny about that is like, uh, like when, uh, well, I mean, let's just fucking throw him under the bus. Fucking, what's his dick, dude? Uh, which guy? The the one out, the super asshole, the guy. Oh, uh, James Dean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, stuff came out about him, like, but I was like, dude, I remember because uh, like the first time I met you, him, and like Joanna and Brian was uh. God, well, I think it was Doppelganger. Because yeah, I, I feel like I feel me like and Decker came down and we were extras. Doppelganger movie. We were extras when in the we porn shop scene. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Was it was it at the sex toy factory? It was. I think it was at the spot downtown with the half pipe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That place, dude. We did a great comedy show there once too. We right? did. We did. Yeah, dude. 
That and that's where so I got introduced fun. you to Brendan Walsh, who ended up being in one of the porn parodies. Okay, yeah, I remembered this, and I wanted to bring this up because it's very relevant to this particular shit that we're talking about. Nobody knows that Brendan Walsh was in that movie. It was Supergirl. Yes. And he played Supergirl's dad. Like how Marlon Brando played Superman's dad in the original Christopher Reeve. Yep, he did okay, one yeah. scene. And you know who he was acting opposite? Who? Nina Hartley. Whoa. That's yeah. that's impressive, dude. So we had Nina Hartley playing Supergirl's mom and him playing Supergirl's dad. And they did like like a real scene together with no sex or anything that we just directed like like we really put a lot of effort into making that scene look like like it had gravitas. Dude, no, I gotta see that. Dude. Good actors. Two very good actors. <laughs> she had worked with She's worked with P.T. Anderson. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she was in Boogie Nights. She's also in Private she's in Parts. Boogie Nights. She's in, oh, private yeah, part. she in Private Parts. Dude, that, she had one hell of a run in '97. There, Private Parts and Boogie Nights. Dude. Like that's. But yeah, she was uh, at that time. I think she's okay now. But at that time, she wasn't performing sex because she had a gigantic tumor in like Jeez. her torso. That was like, she was like waiting to get operated on. She couldn't do sex, so she was just like. Like you know who should come back stuff. for for a, out of retirement for one sh- for a big one shot is uh, Tracy Lords, right? Dude, that would make so much money, <laughs> dude. And I'm sure she's still banging too. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. She's probably what like 51 now, something like that. 52. How old would she be? Because in let's see, so when did she pretend she was 18 and was actually 16? Like the early 80s or... No, she's probably old. Yeah, so let's say she was 16 in 1981. So that would make her now... She's probably like 55, 56. Yeah, she's got to be in her like mid to late 50s. Yeah, she, I bet you she looks fucking great, dude. It's wild. <laughs> you know, so my uh, my wife, she like... Um, so people's OnlyFans accounts. Uh-huh. Like these famous porn stars who have OnlyFans accounts. They need people to help them. It's such a, a lot of work. Which also, I think that's the cool thing. Because at first I didn't quite understand. I, yeah. At first I didn't quite understand OnlyFans. But then when I realized it's like, well, because having been on porn sets and like met a lot of these girls and stuff where it's like, no, like this is really cool for them because it gives them a chance to like control every aspect of their career from that angle. You know, like. Direct to consumer is like is the only thing that porn is going to be from now on. Yeah. And I mean. The fact that like they pick the guys they work with, they pick this, they pick that. Like they, they don't, they're never in a com- like a, a position they don't want to be in the in the industry, which can't be said for decades be- previously. You know, right? Yeah, no. Like the the thing that fucked me up the most about porn and made me angry was that all the the entire power structure was all centered on the agencies, basically just like the legal pimps who had control over. Like, if you wanted a girl to show up on set, you had to call them. Yeah. And that was it. That was, they controlled who went to what sets, so they controlled everything. Yeah, that's so bullshit, was, dude. Like this insane imbalance of power. And the girls who were, even the girls who were, like, doing very well had their own, like, you know, agency and, you know, considered themselves, like, controlling their own careers. It was really just, like, they always had... uh an agent slash pimp that was like that always had the final say in everything, you know? Yeah. And 
I mean, <laughs> well, it's like, and that's why people like James Dean are able to like stick around as long as they do or whatever, you know, because they're able to. I mean, he was he was a, a special kind of sociopath. Because Dude, I'll never he forget. Was so fucking charming. I mean, do you re- do you remember how fun I, he was? Okay, hanging out with? I remember there was I I I did two shoots with him. I believe the first one was doppelganger. Where from almost the second I stepped on there, he was screaming maniacally at people like like. And I was just like, oh, man, this is okay. It's one of those sets like, you know, like, you know, he would like really say um, like shitty undermining things to Joanna in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's doing all kinds of shit. Like so technically she was supposed to be directing and he yeah. was just like trying to run the show. It was really awkward. But then the second time was the one where we did the zombie shit with the. Yeah. The uh, yeah, yeah. affliction where it was like affliction shirts, but they look they were all dicks. <laughs> like instead yeah, of the that wing. was it was Joanna's Angels three. Okay, Joanna's Angels three, and he was like really cool on that one. Like he was like it was a totally different guy that day, and I, I'm glad I, I'm glad I saw who he was up front the first time because I was like the second time I'm like well this charm doesn't work on isn't going to really work on you know like I'll be cool yeah. with him and stuff but it's like I can tell yeah, I can no, tell no. this guy's a scumbag. But it was like, I remember under his spell. He is like a very, very, very charming sociopath. Because I remember like we all like the end of that. We like all of those extras as zombies. We all barge into the White House scene. So like the Oval Office and we (laughs) we go into. But like I gave a weird look and he was like, dude, that's really funny. And then he's like, keep doing that. So like we did a few takes of me giving these weird looks at the end. I don't know if that any of them. I actually remember that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember if it got used or not, but uh, who was uh, Evan Stone was there that day. Um, Evan Stone always in the house, and he's fucking cool as hell, dude. Always killing it. Oh, who? Um, Eli. Um, Eli Olsberg. Yeah. Eli Olsberg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Comedian there. Eli Olsberg. Was Jake? Was Jake uh, Weisman. Ah, oh, God. He might have been there that day. He might have. I'm not sure. I think it might have just been Eli. I remember me, him, and Lucy hung out together most of the day. Yeah. Because yeah. we were like the non-porn people. Like hanging out with the porn people, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, Lucy was kind of kind a of a porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I had Brian on the show. What was it in in June? Yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, when I was going back and like listening to uh, episodes of the show, I was like, okay, I'll listen to people I know. Cornell, I think we met through Cornell. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Um, oh, recently you had yeah, because you went to college with Nine. Cornell. Right. Yeah. And you did not go to CSUN, right? No, no. Okay. So, and also, um, Sabrina, uh, Cognata, you had her on recently. Yep. You know, I, um, her sister Gia is somebody that I'm very close with. Really? Yeah. Small world, dude. You didn't know that she was part of the CSUN crew? I did not know that. I, so, uh, how do you know Sabrina then? Because I thought that was the connection. I knew Sabrina through just like the comedy scene and stuff hanging out i'm like crazy yeah yeah because uh so gia i don't know if she actually went to csun or if she was just like dating my friends that went to csun i i want to say i met sabrina down no i met her and gia both downtown um at the lexington doing because they had a storytelling show that they would do Uh, okay yeah they're both fucking dope as shit yeah so i knew them from that's where i met them yeah she was somebody who was like so funny just as a person that she couldn't not get on stage because she was just so fucking funny. Yeah, no, because like I would always, uh, it was Ed Galvez ran it where it was like uh, 
the storytelling show, then a stand-up show, and then the open mic at the end. And it, it, the way it, that storytelling show started was it used to just be the stand-up show, then the open mic. But what would happen is this open mic would go late, and there would be hardly anybody there. And a lot of times it would just be the comics that were on that first show just hanging out, drinking beers on the back patio. And then so what we started doing, I wasn't there for the first one, but then I started doing it like the week after. But we just started going up there and telling our most depressing, fucked up, horrible stories. And like, and it took, and then I, and, we're, and then it was like immediately like, like the guy who owned the bar was over, hey, this should be a show. You know, <laughs> this should be its own show. This is great. <laughs> I mean, we might have to edit this out, but. Sabrina was the first person that ever told me that, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking, um, the, uh, 70 show guy. Danny Masterson. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to edit that out. He's a fucking rapist. He's a fucking scumbag Scientologist yeah, on top. He, was, he uses his cult to fucking get away with shit with felonies. She, Fuck she him. told me about that in 2003. Maybe. No, we don't got to. Sabrina would gladly, uh, own up to that. Being oh, out. I'm sure. But yeah, she was the first person. I was like, what the fuck? And then I was just waiting for it all to come out. And it took way too long for that to come out. But she was the first one. Well, that... Dude, but you know my friend Ed Greer? Yeah. Ed, dude, Ed was doing a bit about Bill Cosby roofing chicks and raping them when I first met Before him in like Animal? 2007 or 2006 or whatever. So, he was out there. So, I mean, like, like and I, he was doing a whole bit about this on stage, like, a long time ago and it's funny that like Hannibal Burris does it once and then, then then he gets attention I mean I, I mean yeah Ed's not Hannibal Burris but it's like dude it's just funny that this was like a regular part of his bit and you mean he did that bit at the improv comedy store like he did that at all the big clubs people saw it you know like but yeah fuck man like the oh god that comedy scene it is small because like, oh well, didn't uh Beth go there to I mean, the whole that comedy scene that was basically like centered around Cornell's backyard. Yeah, yeah the comedy garage date. Yeah, that was the most fucking fun. Yeah, like, man. I me and Sean Green still. Uh, I still do Sean, a lot with him yeah, for the sports gambling podcast stuff. Yeah, me and me and Sean talk like fucking. I I text with Sean pretty much every day. Yeah, like because yeah, we're Sean's always just. Oh, what do you like today? What do you like? Oh man, I got burned on that bet. Like. <laughs> Dude, that was yeah. The, that was the first place I ever saw Kyle Kadane. Oh yeah, stand up. Dude, yeah. The, the, so Nick for Robinson. people listening that don't know, the Comedy Garage. Okay, for all people that have been on the show, Sean Green, Paul Danke, Cornell, and then like Casey Fay was another original member. And Casey, then yeah, the documentary that he made. Yeah, there's a documentary on Hulu about it, made by a friend Logan Lysakow. Who also lived in that house, uh, and Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast also lived there just as a roommate. Like he didn't, do, he's not a comedian or anything. But uh, so they used to do a house party show in Burbank that was awesome. And there's a documentary about it. I recommend watching it. It's a lot of fun. And I used to do those shows, and me and Cor- we would get so fucking drunk at those things. And I remember like some of them were so like like the next morning, like a lot of times waking up on the couch, and then like. Like Dude, all it right, was a, it was a house party where once in a while the, like, the the bong cipher would be interrupted by a set. Like yeah, yeah. It was a house party first and a comedy show second. It had the big old like, hookah back there and everything in the garage and it was a lot of beer pong and uh, we were playing beer pong like while people were doing stand up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, hey, I, and dude, I've 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 gone through that at bars where people were playing beer pong because there was that whole big run there pre-COVID. Those those fucking backyard shows were a whole fucking vibe, dude. Well, and then that led to you, me, and Cornell doing kind yep. of a, a version of that kind of vibe for the uh, and it was a great show. We just happened to have one of the worst storms of the century, literally, like since the year two thousand. That, oh, that one show that we were doing downtown. That we did downtown at the porn studio. Yeah. Where it was awesome. We promoted uh, it well. There was another one that was at like a fancy bar that looked like. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that was the one. Chinese oh, God. Restaurant. Yeah. What was that place called? Um, that was in like the arts district, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but I remember who was on the show. It was like it, Emily My Mills. Uh, Henry Phillips. You, Jake was on the show. Yeah. Henry Phillips. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's so fucking great, man. Henry's the best. I need to get him on this still, show. Is he still bopping around? Yeah, dude, he uh, still is doing his Henry Kitchen videos and stuff. Uh, have you seen his movies? Uh, his movies are amazing. Yeah, like, uh, Punching the Clown is his first one, and then Punching Henry is the sequel. And punch- actually, I don't think I saw the sequel. But you Punch haven't seen the, the sequel? Okay, so there's a scene good. in that sequel with Tig Notaro that me and my girlfriend like will occasionally bring up and just fucking laugh about like it is it's one of the funniest fucking scenes i've ever seen in any movie it is so fucking funny henry's just okay. like he's my like cause he does that perfect like awkward sense of, he's got that oh man he's so fucking funny dude dude yeah no he's just like he's one of those people that just it's just he lives what he does on stage you know yeah no and it's, it's cool just... every time i see him he'll usually buy me a beer if i just give him a cigarette Oh, <laughs> uh, another free. There's free beer for uh, giving Henry cigarettes in there. Um, oh. Oh, but yeah, yeah no. So didn't it, didn't Beth Adam Jacobs' again? wife? Should we talk? Wait, what did you say? Didn't Beth Adam uh, Jacobs' wife go to see some with you? Oh yeah. Oh, um, I thought he did too. No, I'm not sure. See, there's all these people that were just in the mix that I don't know if they went to school with us or if they were just <laughs> Valley people that like that just kind of. Well, he was from originally from DC, so no, because yeah. you know he yeah, he Beth was dope. Yeah, oh, yeah. So no, uh, it's it is kind of wild though how uh, how small I, I occasionally will bet on them in college basketball actually. CSUN? Yeah, they are the worst sports college of all. I time. know, and that, they have a good women's volleyball team. Besides that, dude, they canceled the football program. Here's why it's fun to bet on them in basketball is because they're always getting like 31 points. And so you're just like, okay, hopefully this other team gets bored and calls the dogs off late and lets like lets the water boy come in and play for a while. And that shit does happen. And they surprisingly cover more than you realize. Like Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. So they aren't so bad against like... the spread. Yeah. They'll lose <laughs> by twenty eight like instead 25. of Yeah, yeah. They'll lose by twenty eight instead of thirty four. And, and you're like, Oh, that's easy money. <laughs> yeah, CSUN was fun as fuck, dude. And they used to be constantly constantly shooting things around the campus they actually have a good like uh oh show well sean green went there too yeah that's right he went yeah. there yeah 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 um, um but yeah they have yeah, a good they have a pretty good like tv department there and stuff the yeah the film program is great and i was there in the transitional period between film and digital so when i was going to film school this was 2002 and it was still at the point where we were shooting 16 millimeter film that we were cutting apart by hand and taping together. Oh my god! And then it like by the time I was a senior, everybody was shooting stuff on digital. So you just kind of got it right there in that little pocket. Yeah, it was. 
that isn't that what it what it means to be an elder millennial see all this shit <laughs> see i guess i don't know if i'm a geriatric millennial or a, a infant gen xer what year i'm born 79 i think you're an infant gen xer yeah maybe i don't know how old were you when you started uh looking at internet porn Oh, well, that that's kind of a rough question. Uh, I was like 18, but that's more or less because yeah, we didn't get internet. Then, we didn't get internet at my pad until then. <laughs> see, there you go. Jet Xer. If you were not looking at like at porn in 1995, that was a picture that loaded. Yeah. Like, like in steps where you're like, how far down am I going to see? That defines being an older millennial. I remember my buddy. I won't name him on here. He's been, he has been on the show though, so people want to want to play detective. Try to figure out who it was, but dude, he had a, he, he went to his grandparents' house. This was like uh, I'm gonna guess like 2003, 2004. I don't sometimes between like 2002, 2004, somewhere in that range probably. And dude, it was like we were going over. To, his grandparents were out of town. He was house sitting for him. And so we're like, all right, uh, let's hang out, watch some, uh, like, we were playing, we, we brought us, like, someone brought their PS2 over, and, like, the new college football game would come out, and so we were playing that, and then he's like, all right, and he like, has this, like, weird, like, smile, and he's like, you want to watch my grandparents' porn? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> like, let's see what kind of porn your grandparents watch, dude, for sure. I'm 100% in on this. And there was one that was, like, a weird, like, kind of soft ish vibe. But then there was one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in my life, which was an instructional porn for senior citizens to, like, have better sex as they get older. <laughs> see, that's like, that's like not even, see, that that's so, like, wholesome and heartwarming to me that, like, they must have, as a couple, maybe, like. It was, like, very like, clinical video, dude. It, and, like, and what, what, I mean, But there's still, not? like, an old couple banging in it. Right. Like they're showing you like, hey, here's a here's how you lift your fucking wrinkled old saggy sack up and <laughs> plow her fucking doggy style, you old fucking sea dog you. You haven't you haven't seen this much action since the war. Now, you realize how lucky we are that we have Viagra now and we're gonna be able to plow forever. <laughs> Do you know how that raises our quality of life? My grandpa did it the old fashioned way. He tied a belt around his dick. <laughs> Fucking champion, <laughs> um, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> he, oh, he was he was the only porno guy that I knew of that had a, the fucking pump up implants. Oh, Paul Castellano style, former Gambino family uh, crime boss. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. The, there was like a fun dude. Uh, a button under your balls. He was the guy that like uh, John Gotti murdered to take over, right? But like he was about to get arrested, or he did get arrested, and he was waiting trial on this huge case. But they had like hours. The FBI had hours. I read this book about him. They had hours and hours and hours of him because he was fucking his maid. So it was like him talking to his maid about his dick pump, dude. Like just the <laughs> FBI had to sit there and listen to this shit for hours on his <laughs> on the wiretap they put in his kitchen, dude. It was just, uh, dude, Ron. I mean, now he's in. He's gonna die in jail. Is he in jail right now? Yeah, he raped so many people. Yeah. Like, all at the Rainbow, like the place next to the Roxy. Yep. Oh, I know the Rainbow. I used to do open mic like there. A, he had like a key to a like an employee bathroom. They used to like, fans would take pictures with him and he would like 
pull people back there and fucking like assault them. Jesus. Like I knew, I mean, I knew he was up to a lot of no good and there was a lot of that. Uh, I knew there was rape charges. I, mean, stuff. I thought he was up to no good. Like we would be hanging out there and he would just be eating pizza off of people's tables. And I was like, eh, Ron's up to no good. Little did I know. <laughs> no, it's not. It's no, not it's not funny. funny. It's not. Not funny. I was just gonna make a joke was, about none it. None of but, like like in, he's like John Belushi with 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 a rap sheet. The later part of his career, though, nobody would hire him to fuck because he was disgusting and creepy on set. Yeah. So we would hire him to act, and like in one movie, we had him uh, doing a blowjob scene, and that was the only time I've been on set where Ron was actually doing sex, and. It was like, it was one of those nights that went to like three in the morning. So I had been up all day. I was trying to take a nap. And then I was like, you know what? Ron Jeremy is fucking, he's got his hog out in the next room. I'll go and take a look just so I can say, <laughs> say I've like, seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I was like, e you got to see it. You know? That's how I was with the Bill so Bailey different. scene in the back of the taxi cab. I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well go take a look. I'm on a set. Right. Well, if you're not on set every day, then anybody fucking in front of you casually is like a novelty. But I was like, you know what? I got. I guess I got to see Ron with his dick out just so I can say I did. And so I walk into the room. I'm like half asleep, half awake. And he's he's getting blown. And I like was almost immediately just sick to my stomach. It was so fucking gross oh yeah i mean he has he ha he's had um like hpv for so long that he has like stalactites of oh god dude. hanging down from under his balls it looks like he's cave he looks like a colorado fucking silver mine yeah dude like, <laughs> like blowing him is spelunking oh man dude that's 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 rough on so so many levels. Yeah, I mean, we booked him with a girl that we knew could handle him. It was Amber Rain, who was a consummate professional who had worked with Ron a lot, and she was like, "Because you can't have him work with a new girl. It has to be somebody who knows Ron." Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, and you know, she knew how to like, be like, no, Ron. You know, I did a show with him once. And like uh, it was Adam Shankman's show at the Echo Park Film Center, where we it was like a fake kind of talk show interactive thing where I would be a plant in the audience each show as like a uh, a journalist trying to get the real questions from everybody, and some people like played along with the bit and and got what I, like Kato Kalin was super funny with it, oh but but like other people like just like uh, the girl that played Dottie from uh, E.G. Daily that played Dottie in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, like shit. she was really sweet, but every joke just went right over her head. Uh, Kim Fowley, former record producer, he was a huge Kim asshole. Fowley. He thought I was an actual member of the media, and like I, I was so good at doing the bit, he hated me because he hates the media. It was really fun. It was, afterwards, he realized I was a comedian that was doing a bit on him, and he was cool with me because he's like, "Oh, you got me," kind of thing. But like, That's he was awesome. such a fucking asshole. Um, oh, but no, with Ron. Um, so it's I don't know if you've ever been to the Echo Park Film Center. It's on Alvarado right there. Just I don't think it was ever there. Or not like if you're heading like you know where Alvarado turns into Glen like blends in with Glendale Boulevard right there. Like turns into it. So are we? What neighborhood would that be? Like? In Echo Park. So like Echo Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I never lived over there. I was a Valley boy. I was a yes. Hollywood <laughs> Studio City boy. So yeah, it's right there. Like, and I mean, I used to live like right there in Echo Park. So I would walk there for these shows. Um. But, like, it's just this little storefront where they have, like, a little screening room in the front. 
and it's basically a really cool spot. I, I don't know if they still got stuff going on there. Probably not, but um, it was basically they had a bunch of old film equipment stuff that if you were a member, you would be it's nothing to become a member there. And then you got to like rent all their equipment and go in there and use their editing bays, and people can just make all kinds of stuff there. And they had a screening room up front, and then there was just like a, like a little like like little tiny back room kind of, and then like upstairs there was like a little like film lab kind of thing, right? So it was like a tiny little spot. And when Ron comes up, he's like, I like to be a big reveal to the audience, so I want to enter through the back. I'm like, well, there is no back. Like, and the the audience was lined up waiting to go in. So I had to like, he was like, I'm going to try and hide behind you. So I like literally walked him into this place in front of like 50, 60 people as they're lined up to go into this tiny little room and like, and, and it was just like, dude, it's obviously it's you. We we advertise you're going to be there. Just just wave and then come out when it's your time. Jesus Christ. Right? It's like he, <laughs> he, man, he thought he was the biggest movie star on the planet. Oh, you know, and you know what? I, I didn't actually interview him in that show either. By the time, like, the, the end of my time in porn, when we would hire him a lot to play, like, the Penguin or fucking, <laughs> like, in the Taxi Driver. I mean, he movie, really just looks like Danny DeVito parts. Penguin with... <laughs> Right. He would, this was, I, I would hire him for $300 a day. Yeah. And he would go, he would go, Hey, can you just, um, I want to be, just make sure I'm paid more than the other guys on set. So we'd pay him $301. <laughs> <laughs> he was so, I, I mean, he was a worker. He would show up, he would be charming. He would do his job. He would take direction. He was a really good actor. Like he really, really was. See, I, I remember the show I did. I didn't interview him for that show actually. I uh, that one I did the voice of Tinker Jew. We did like a um, it was like a Tinker Bell bit, but it was a, it was a Adams bar. You had to do that. You're not Jewish. No, but it was for Adams like bar mitzvah. <laughs> was it his bar mitzvah show? Yeah, it was oh, his bar was mitzvah. Was it like show. an old person who had a bar mitzvah? What's that? Was it like a? a it was like a thirty. Yeah, yeah. It was like a like a twenty eight year old guy that got a bar mitzvah. Okay. I know about this bar mitzvah because my wife was visiting LA at the time and was invited to this bar mitzvah. And then I saw Gia, who I was just talking about, Sabrina's sister, posting on Instagram about being at this bar mitzvah. This and was so like I texted both of them. This was like yeah, twelve was like years, ago. years ago. This was like twelve years ago. Twelve? Yeah, this was a long time ago. Okay. This is a different adult. Bar this mitzvah is a different adult bar mitzvah. Yes. <laughs> amongst our same community. Yeah. No. Well, so Adam basically did it as a bit. I mean, he he had a real one, but he did it as a kind of a bit for the show. So he did a real one where we filmed it and cut it up for this live show. And then this live one where we hired like fake rabbis and stuff kind of like, it was like a real rabbi, but he came in and did it as a bit like, and then, so, uh, like Ron, Jer I, I think we hired him to be one of the rabbis, if I'm not mistaken, if, that, if that's if something like that, but uh, no, like, dude, Tinker Jew was like, uh, it was a thing where he couldn't read the Torah and and he needed, like, encouragement from the audience. And so we did the Tinkerbell trick where I was like, just had the mic in the back of the room. <laughs> everybody needs Every, to believe. Everybody needs to believe. It's me, Tinker Jew. Like, come on, everybody, believe in Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. One time I was shooting, uh, we were doing a. Um, it was the graduate. We were doing a graduate movie. I mean, that, so that just lines up perfectly scene. for a parrot. I mean, it was it was actually amazing, and it was 
Paul Thomas's last movie. Oh, wow. Paul Thomas, legendary director. He's actually, he plays um, Paul, I think he plays like Paul the Apostle in the like movie version of um, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, wow. He was like a real actor who became like, like the biggest porn director in the world and then fall from grace. And then he came back and he hit me up and I was his fucking producer, like for his, the last fucking leg of his career. And so we were doing a graduate porno movie. And so we had to shoot in a church and it was my job to find a church that we could shoot in. And so I found this church in Burbank <laughs> and it was like, we were there with, you know, like whoever was in the movie, but also Ron Jeremy was playing the preacher who was marrying them. So we were in there with the, whoever was like, I think it was the pastor himself who was like supervising. They do a lot of movie shoots in there. They're used to it. We got permitted the whole thing. We were like, Oh, it's an independent film. Yeah. And there was this moment when we were walking in and like unloading. What's it cars. called? The graduate slut. <laughs> yeah. uh, God, I wish we could have had fun with our fucking titles, but it always had to be branded as like a triple X parody, the triple X parody, whatever it was. But there was, so we're unloading Ron Jeremy's walking in the pastor is there to like, unlock the doors and let us in and i see this moment where he sees ron jeremy recognizes who he is figures out what's going on but can't fucking let on because he's not allowed to know who ron jeremy is. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole day he's like he's watching us very closely and we were not shooting any sex there at all we were just shooting plot stuff but he was like, he knew we were shooting a porno in his church, but he couldn't fucking admit that he knew we were shooting a porno in his church. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, what is it? Um, I do have a local news story I want to get to before we wrap here. Ooh. Okay, let's, let's And uh, this is a fun one. Of the day. But before, before, just on, on the quick, I have an idea for a porn parody that I think would really change Does the, the video game. video get broadcast of this or just the audio? Just the audio. Um, it was... Uh, yeah, um, so dude, how about you guys have done Star Wars to death, right? Like, there's been yes. I never got to do one though. Okay, do Spaceballs the triple X parody, right? It's, it's like double meta. Yes, dude, it's a layer on top of a layer, dude. That well, the only person who's still doing triple X parodies is Leroy Myers the the wood rocket brand <laughs> that's who i started out with were you ever on any of our sets uh i don't think so i only ever did that it's one so with hilarious. uh with uh what's his name and then the um with the joanna joanna's were always on. the last one i did was the roast of brian street team where we were why was i not invited to roast brian street team yeah and i wrote i was one of the i was the only actual comic and like five minutes before we started recording they were like hey can you write jokes for everybody else too and i was like i don't, I don't think you guys are gonna like them <laughs> <laughs> okay okay all right this this headline earlier really caught my attention because before i record i always go on for local news and it's usually just a bunch of depressing murders and i don't want to get into them right i try and make this show fun there's a lot of gross current events in Las Vegas. So check this out. KTNV, uh, Las Vegas News, uh, Channel 13 here. Uh, it's an ABC affiliate for people curious. 
is reporting that magician Jay Owenhouse, have you heard of him? I've never heard of Jay, magician Jay. I've never heard of that magician. No. I'm, I'm, I don't know many magicians, but... Uh, all there right. are some magicians. <laughs> all right. So, magician Jay Owenhouse is altering an application with Clark County to exclude animals from a prose magic show featuring tigers. So, he... Dude, what it sounds like... And I want to get into this more, but it clicked me onto a dumb link. All right. Commissioners on Wednesday were scheduled to consider the proposal, which called for the Tigers to be housed in a temperature-controlled enclosure near Paradise Road and Convention Center Drive. But on Tuesday, Clark County Commissioner Tick Segerblum, okay, this is where the story just gets amazing. So it's getting amazing. Story about like trying to get tigers out of like public display shows, kind of. So, but just the fact that there's the Clark County Commissioner's name is Tick Segerblum. (laughs) Tick. Like T I C K, as in I pulled a tick out of me and no, got Lyme not, disease. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't name your kid Tick, dude. This guy's name is Tick Seegerblom, as in Bob Seeger, B L O M. <laughs> tick Seegerblom. Tick Seegerbom. Blom. B L O M. B L O M. No. Okay. I thought it was bomb, but B A U M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeger bomb definitely Jewish. Seeger Blom, oh. I, I'm not sure. Maybe is that Bob Seeger's real last name? Seeger Blom, but he shortened it for show business. <laughs> Where he's working on the night moves. All right. So Tick Seeger Blom tweeted, "Magician Jay Onos is withdrawing his request. There will not be a Tiger show in District E." I love how he's just putting his foot down over District E. And by the way, this is the only kind of politics I enjoy any, at all is like weird local stuff like two dudes arguing over a fucking zone redistricting like bring that shit put that shit in my veins dude right? like this <laughs> local fucking like the just like the the <laughs> just the camera mounted on like a, a community council meeting dude. where it's just like oh Okay, in that downtown area where we used to shoot all the time. Do you remember my girlfriend was Dana Diarmond at that uh-huh. time, and she lived in this building that was like, um, like Nicholas Cage lived on the top floor. Um, it was like the old uh, Nabisco factory, like that building, and um, fucking. Uh, That's some Wayne's World shit right there. Yeah, what's his name? Um, the the Buffalo sixty six guy. Um, Vince Gallo. Vincent Gallo was the president of the Homeowners Association. That's amazing. So we Can you imagine having once... a beef with him over like, hey, I want to be able to keep my lights up after Christmas for two more weeks or whatever. But dude, like once a week, we would be walking in there, walking to the lobby, and you would see Vincent Gallo sitting there at like a folding table with a chair with a bunch of people sitting around yelling at him. That's incredible, dude. Like amazing that is that's some hollywood shit right there. Just all right <laughs> regular ass all right so why previously owen house proposed a magic show featuring three tigers near the las vegas strip on land across from the mandalay bay here's where see so here's what they're trying to do they're trying to fucking put up like their own show on a big empty plot of land across the street from mandalay bay okay. instead of being affiliated with one of these hotels like 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 he's not head like he's not bringing his tigers to come in and headline Wait, are at you the telling mandalay. me that there's like available land across from mandalay bay 
Well, there's a lot of construction going on right now, especially after the stadium, and then some of that, like some of that, now is just uses uh, parking on game days for Raider games and stuff. Yeah. Like, how acceptable now in Vegas is like live animal shows? Like the MGM Grand. Last time I was there, like eight years ago, they still had like well, lion it's not acceptable because in a glass enclosure that you could walk. Up we're to. about to get to that right now. It 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 drew criticism from animal rescuers and activists. Uh, this lady said, oh, "God damn it." Yeah, sometimes these articles, when you're doing them off the phone, I should have done this off my iPad. I apologize for my <laughs> lack of professionalism here. Okay. Uh, what the fuck is this, amateur hour? Yeah, it just cheapens the strip. To put up a plastic tent with a sideshow, that's how it's perceived. What are we doing, said animal welfare advocate Linda Faso in July 2020. I fucking love her argument of she's an animal that, advocate, but she's like... cheapening the integrity <laughs> yeah, it's of like, what goes on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a cheap plastic tent. What the? This is Vegas, baby. I, I, <laughs> fucking, Where is the showmanship? Dude, I love that. Like, I love that argument. Like, that's a fantastic <laughs> argument. Linda Faso, she should. This animal rights activist should run for some shit because I would vote for her for a local office for sure. You this, know, I, I, if we learned anything from Tiger King, it's that uh, animal people, people that collect these fucking wild animals, yeah, are absolutely batshit crazy. They're insane. Yeah, dude. Like even having a dog. Is like, Dude, think about it like it's this. It's like kind of difficult to have a dog. You have to feed it. Okay. You have to walk it. Now imagine having fifty tigers. Think think about it like this, dude. In the movie in Tiger King, the most sane person in that is the fucking guy that they base Scarface on. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's the most. That guy comes across as the most level-headed, reasonable person in the entire fucking series. Wait, wait, wait. Which guy are you talking about? That one, like former Miami Coke Lord, who fucking remember? And dude, and like he had pet tigers back in his Miami Coke fucking barren days, and now he's like oh, retired. Like, the, yeah, the trafficker was like retired. And yeah. Like, yeah, 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 but he's still into his tigers, dude. That that guy was like Scarface was like loosely based on that dude, basically. I, I mean, obviously it's a remake of the old fucking nineteen thirties movie, but right. like they kind of used that guy as the inspiration for the new incarnation of the character. Okay, that I did not know, but yeah, these people are fucking crazy. Also, did you know that? Okay, so one of the Tiger King guys, the one that died recently in the last year, uh huh. He was the guy who was like the game warden guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the one-legged guy. Not the guy that killed but, himself in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> not the guy who killed himself. But there was it was like the, yeah, the game warden guy who seemed very normal. He died in my neighborhood Whoa. like a few months ago. Ketamine or fentanyl? The story behind it was that because of his new internet fame, like all these like hot girls were reaching out to him on Instagram and like inviting him to come and travel and hang out and like fuck or whatever. And this girl in our neighborhood, a girl is, I don't want to say anything that's going to uh, bring any legal liabilities back. Right, somebody right. who's known as a person who uh, is not to be trusted invited him to Bushwick, like to come and hang out and live with her, like in a sugar daddy situation. And within like a week of moving to Bushwick, he died of a fucking fentanyl overdose. Oh my god, it was fentanyl. Wow. All right. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. That's what people die of in this area. 
Okay, so despite public outcry, county commissioners granted Owen House approval, but the show wasn't able to go on after the land fell into foreclosure. Of his decision to withdraw the Tigers from the current proposal, Owen House said, okay, here's where we get into the, oh, Tiger people are batshit crazy? Goddamn right they are. Because here we go. I asked the public to remember that all seven commissioners unanimously approved of our show with the Tigers in July 2020 at its original location. The second time around, I understand the location near Sahara Avenue raised concerns for county planning staff, as it did for Commissioner Seegerblom. After dissecting it, I know the commission didn't feel confident it was the right location. We respect that. We are not a tiger show. We're a world-class magic show that's about our family. Tigers are a part of our family. We wanted to include them in the show here because it impacts people in an amazing way. If that part of our family has to sit out for this residency, then we are disappointed, but we are still excited about the show. It's sad that we can't share our tires with people, but that's never been the focus of the show. It's become the focus through controversy. We will always explore options to bring them back. So it's like, he's in there. Tigers yeah, aren't we the... Just, f- we just happen to have all these tigers yeah, in our family. Tigers aren't the fucking main part of the show, but we're trying our hardest to bring them back and make them the main part of the show. Like... <laughs> I- and this is a town notorious for a fucking tiger mauling its owner on stage in the fucking Siegfried and Roy show. Like, that should have been a fucking wake up call. Yeah. I don't think it really changed tiger policy whatsoever. You know what? Like, I think we can do without animal shows. Like, making a, hey, yeah, it's cute when the bear rides the little tricycle. It's very cute, but we don't need to be doing that. We need to, <laughs> yeah, no, I will. I'm, look, I'm not a PETA guy. Neither I'm am I. Fucking vegan. I am pro cockfighting. <laughs> that actually seems like it would be kind of fun and chickens are dumb as shit exactly dude and, yeah. and like we eat them anyway like a, a slaughterhouse is way worse like, than a cockfight like, look at a chicken and tell me that like that thing is meant for anything besides just i bread. say we let them have a little glory and in, in fucking here right? you know before yeah. they give them something to be proud of <laughs> yeah, but putting animals on display is like becoming gross right yeah dude no it's like I don't know, like uh, like, like, like SeaWorld, dude. Like SeaWorld's gross. Oh, my God. SeaWorld is absolutely fucking disgusting. But, like, remember how elephants used to be the main draw of, like, Barnum & Bailey Circus? Yeah, yeah. The way that they have to abuse elephants to perform it's, is so fucking It's so gross. cruel. Yeah. And, like, I don't Dude, I, I think if, if we're going to have circuses and stuff like that, Here's what we do. I thought of this idea the other day, and we're going to close the show out on this. All right. So, what? Are we already closing the show out? Yeah, man. It's already, we're yeah. already over an hour, dude. Um, so, dude. So, all right. Uh, I wanted... You remember the Battle of the Network Stars back in the day? Yes. Where they would have, like, fucking random sitcom stars and shit. Yeah, so, like, it, like fucking Tom Selleck and, like... Yeah. Okay, and like Tom yeah. Selleck and the guy in uh, Eric Estrada are going to do a 50 yard dash against each other or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So dude, bat- like bat- battle of network stars type shit, but you get like former pro athletes and like stars, right? Mix it together for a giant circus experience. So dude, like you get like Rob Gronkowski as the lion tamer. Oh shit. And, but then like, Oh, uh, or like one of these like Olympic gymnastics chicks, like fucking doing like crazy high, like acrobatic shit, you know, like high fucking (laughs) death defying kind of shit, you know, don't they already have that? Isn't that already a thing? Probably, but I'm, I'm pitching it with bigger star power, essentially bigger star power. So we're going to have like OJ. Yeah, dude. OJ would be our ringmaster. I love that idea. Like he's the guy that comes out. 
keeps the whole train moving. He's a good host. He's got experience from Monday Night Football and NBC sidelines. Like, say what you want yeah. about OJ. He, he, you know, OJ lives in my neighborhood here in Vegas. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, there was like, did, did you uh, catch that when Norm MacDonald, bless up, when Norm MacDonald tweeted at OJ, he was like, hey, I'm looking at the videos that you're posting and I recognize the golf that hole on that golf course. Yeah, so yeah. you should fucking be more careful. Yeah. <laughs> OJ is the... I, I, mean, I Dude, I, I figured out exactly where he lives. If he knew what discretion meant, he still wouldn't practice. I could narrow his place down to two locations because one day <laughs> he was posting on his one of his videos and the snow was right in the background perfectly on the mountains because it just snowed the night before and i could see the snow on the mountains just perfectly where i was like i can see that exact angle from where i was and then i pulled my phone out looking at that angle and then zoomed on a map because there's a lake behind him so i figured out where the lake was in between me and him i figured out exactly where he lives pretty figure much figure out what unit in the fucking yeah i know i there's it, it, it's two lakes next to each other in this development two little skinny lakes so it's he's he's at the bottom of one of them i'm not sure exactly which one but i i would get it in two i would get his place in two guesses <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're gonna drop in on oj that's oh, a gated community i've already tried <laughs> <laughs> all right Dan, uh, dude, thank you so much for joining me on this one. I got to have you back. We'll talk dude, more one day. Is there anything that we should close out on? Is there like an issue we should settle? Is there a fucking question? Is there a no? No, uh, no. I think we got we covered it all. I, my, most of it? my notes was like taxi driver, triple X, porn stuff. Um, I wanted to make sure I, I I brought back the many taints of Newark, and then yeah, the magician <laughs> tiger show. Because god damn it, dude, like you gotta love like in today's climate someone getting involved with tiger are you at least be a lion guy in this, are you, in this climate yeah where are all the lions in this controversy yeah dude mike tyson has lions does he yeah Man, then, he i remember reading an interview with him where he said he would punch his tigers he would <laughs> punch them as hard as he could he said it was like punching a brick wall no he has tigers that's right dude yeah he would spar with tigers yeah, because he's like an, they love it. I punch him in the face. They love it. He's an insane person. And oh, you got to see my dog real quick. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Like I got, a, I wanna, he's like a. Well, here, guy. let's close it out, and then you, you oh, we'll we'll do that off the air. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah, I guess that's not good radio. To, uh, let people know where they can find you on social media, Dan. Oh, um, you can find me. My personal Instagram is Dan. Oh, really? Like, O H really? Like Dan? Oh, really? Uh, my restaurant is in Greenpoint. It's called Minnows. Um, yeah, we make dope ass food, and uh, yeah, we have like. You still using that a uh, jardinier recipe I gave you? Oh my god, dude! I have. I was serving it at the restaurant we were doing as a special, the Italian beef, and I have a batch of that jardinier, which is. That recipe is amazing i've tweaked it a little bit yeah yeah like you got to you know yeah. just like like vegetable uh, ratios to my but i've had a batch of it fermenting for one year oh wow dude that's gonna be bomb dude i i take a little bit out once in a while i use some of the juice as salad dressing like uh that's year. that's the key it's like because when you're done with it if you do the recipe right and i have posted this recipe on sports gambling podcast website you can find it there uh it's unbelievable. If the you, whole if you key do it right, the like, salt and pepper wash, the salt and pepper wash 
and then the rinse and then the marinade. Yes. That's the key. That's the key. You gotta you gotta brine it just right like that. And then once it ferments, you're you're golden. But then you have that awesome salad dressing when you've scooped out all the veggies. It's so good. It is an incredible recipe. Everybody who's listening to this right now, find that recipe, make it at home. Yeah. Kiss the sky. You know, I, I, so should, good. I should start posting more recipes. Perfect. I am going to do a website for this show and I'll post some recipes there. But uh, yeah, so, and then we're, uh, your sandwich, Bushwick Labs, right? That's what... So um, that was like the, the original brand. Now we are Minnows in Greenpoint, North Brooklyn, and we're opening a freak show Japanese izakaya ramen spot called Devil Devil this spring. Fucking fantastic. I can't wait to come out and check it all Ooh. out, dude. Dude, it's going to be sick. Yeah, hopefully this, uh, all this, uh, o- the Omnicronic two- Dr. Dre 2000 uh, dies down, <laughs> Koopla dies down, and I can... I mean, Hop hopefully on a flight they again. stop creating new mutations in a laboratory and unleashing them on us. Yeah, you know, I would, I, I could do without that. That's all I'm going to throw out there. <laughs> throw, throw, throw out a little uh, uh, unfounded conspiracy well, theory, just to give people something to talk about. Make sure, everybody, that you are following the show on Instagram and Twitter, at Pod, And please, liquid death. please give us... A uh, five-star review over on iTunes uh, that, or Apple Podcasts. That helps a lot. And leave a little comment because that helps us attract more people than you realize. And it's and, or just tell a friend. I don't really give a shit. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Thank you so much, everybody. God bless you and keep gambling.